Pickaxe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Video Game Movie Podcast with myself, Rory Jocelyn of Cyberpunk Studios, and joining me today, as per usual, is Jamie Evans from Impala Films. Hello, Jamie. Hello, people. Today, we're covering Detective Pikapur. Pikapur, which <laughs> Detective Pikachu, yes, we're covering. It's a Pokemon film. Pikapur. Our first Pokemon film, and there are 31 others to Jesus. go through afterwards. And you chose to do the best one first. Well, it's the second only... best one. Second best one. Second best. Okay, well, second best. We'll come Mewtwo to why you... versus Mew, baby. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. You've never seen Mewtwo. You've left it too late now. You had to see it in '97, like I did, or '98. Well, I can't go back in time. If why I could, not? I'd be very rich right Man, now. <laughs> the build-up to Mewtwo versus Mew was insane. What in the first film? Yeah, I mean right. that was the height yeah, of yeah. Pokemon's popularity well, in the uh, West. I think you'll find that that was released in Japan in '98 and in the West in '99. '99, then. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying I've I've done my research. This one actually um, has some similarities to Mewtwo versus Mew, though. Which yeah, it, I think me. there's actually a callback with how Mew and Mewtwo are because they kind of reference it though I do believe this is set in its own cinematic universe yes. away from the other Pokemon films which are obviously all animated before we kick off on the film itself the reason we're doing this today is because all you Nintendo fans and you know we love you all you're going to be rushing out to the stores today to buy for your wonderful lovely Nintendo Switches Pokemon Legends Arceus which is out today I don't care. Is but this like another... You told me to make sure we do episodes that reference yeah. either upcoming films or games that are being yeah, released. I've done this. Here we are. It's the first time yeah. we're actually in tune with a game release. I agree. So, <laughs> Pokemon... So, I've only ever played Pokemon Red and Pokemon Gold. Yes. And they're the exact same game as each other, just with a different colour name. And, um, to be fair, <laughs> what, uh, Pokemon Red only has the first 150 Pokemon in it. And Pokemon Gold's got the first 150 plus... 151. Plus the next generation. There's 151 Pokemon in the first generation games. Is Mew in it? Yeah, Mew's in it, but he's, he's been the first 150. No, he's not. Mew is 151. Is he? In which yeah. case, it's 152. Yeah, here's the confusing thing. Do you Mew know the 2 is 150, yeah. but Mew is 151. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I see your point. Especially since he's the historical one. He should really be number one. Yeah. If he's the historical Pokemon. No. So the one I'm talking about is um there's a there's one called Togepi. I know Togepi the egg. Yeah, and he's in he's in the second generation ones yeah. straight away. He's kind of a, a popular one from there. He is kind of in the first generation games. Is he? You can glitch him. Oh, okay. Because I remember my brother doing it actually on Pokemon Blue. You um yeah, you could basically glitch in a Togepi if you faffed around in some of the early forest areas. Okay. But when he appears it, it essentially crashes yeah. the game. You try you catch it and it turns into some generic oh, okay. Pokemon. It's you don't you you never keep it's a bit like well technically I suppose then there's hundred and fifty three because there's oh, missing there's missing no who's not a real Pokemon but if you break if you can glitch uh, in the water once you get to surf on the back of a Lapras or something, you there's an area where you can go and you can basically glitch it to fight other Mewtwo's mm. and stuff like that because the game just glitches you, you overload the frame buffer or something in it I don't know the technical stuff but you overload the game's data and it, it, it basically lets you do random fights so you can fight other 
Mewtwo's yeah. and all these other things. But one of them that will come up is it will try and reference a number of a Pokemon that doesn't exist. Oh, okay. So it comes up with a Pokemon called Missing No, which is missing number, and you'll get like the you'll get this garbled image, oh, yeah. which looks like a pillar of garbage, mm. uh, because it is all garbage, so it's like other font text images and other yeah. bits of raster graphics that are randomly thrown in. However, if you catch Missing No, you completely crash the game and have to restart it, Yeah, because it's it's just garbage information, yeah. it's where you've overloaded the game. So, um, the reason I asked that was because as far as I'm aware, and obviously I'm, I stopped playing Pokemon or paying any attention to Pokemon quite a long time ago. Yes. Um, this well, that, new I'm, game, I'm the same with you, mate. Mm. Well, as far as you know, are the games still all the ba- same basic format? As uh-huh. those original games, you don't know, okay. I have enough. no idea. I'd like okay, to... different question that you will be able to answer then. Yes. Um, I Before like we get Pikachu. started, who, what was your favourite Pokemon? I assume you're like me and only really cared about the first 150. Yes. And by the time the second generation came around, you are a bit too old for Pokemon. Uh, was that right? The second generation would... Pro- yeah, I mean, the second generation would probably might have a couple that I remember, like Togepi, for example. Cyndaquil. I always remember Cyndaquil. Oh, I don't remember that one. It was but, basically Charmander, but for second generation. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, it is pretty much the entire 150 or yeah. 151 so who, or whatever. Who, who's your favourite out of the original 150? I mean, I... I in this regard, normally I'm quite unique, but in this regard, I'm really not. I really loved Pikachu as a character. Really? However, my main like because you don't, you can't unless you're playing Yellow, you can't start off with Pikachu. Yeah. So my starting main was Charmander. Okay. Yeah, I, I went Fire Baby. I um So I'm a basic bitch, and my favorite poke my favorite Pokemon out of the first 150 is Mewtwo. Oh, I love Mewtwo um, as well. Yeah, yeah. Just because I, I tend to like pillars. Yeah. I also really liked Coughing. All right, uh, but so that's a, I, had, that, 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 I find that an odd choice. So I, no, well, so I, I had a weird thing when I was a kid, and so did my sister. She was the same. I would watch a lot of kids' shows and cheer for the villains to win. <laughs> so I, me and my sister, fucking loved Team Rocket to oh, the yeah. point where here's an embarrassing story for you all. And thank God my brother and sister don't listen to the podcast. When I'll we were, send them to them when we were children, and you you know you play games when you're kids and stuff like imagination games and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. we would do you know the the little thing Team Rocket have a recurring bit they always say at the beginning yeah, of the Team Rock- it's Jesse and James oh yeah prepare that, for trouble and make it double it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. used to imitate that with me being James Jody being Jesse yeah. and then my little brother would be Meowth <laughs> <laughs> to and, be fair at least Meowth talks uh, yeah and now I'm thinking back I'm so embarrassed but yeah no I, I liked no, coughing you, you were just having fun If I've got I, however, pick, I, I have to ask a question though mm. Did you ever get into, not a fight, but where you'd like decide that, you know, you and your sister or you and your younger brother have had enough and your favourite Pokemon is coughing, so you'd fart in their face and say it's your Pokemon? Wouldn't I, wouldn't <laughs> I cough in their face? I suppose. I'm thinking, like, just because it's gaseous. Ekans was cool as well. And also, my little, my tiny little six-year-old mind was blown when I realised Ekans is snake backwards. I was like, fuck yeah, that's cool. The, the Appalachian is Cobra. Yeah, yeah, it was Cobra, yeah. Um, if we're going just out of the starter ones you can have, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the, s- I think those are the only ones we've got any, infl- any either of us have any yeah. information to talk about. Well, if we're just going over the starter ones you can pick in the game, like the starter three, yeah. I was a Squirtle man. <laughs> I'm a squirter. Just because I, I love uh, I love turtles, and I actually really wanted a turtle, a pet turtle, mm. as a kid. I think that was tied to the fact that I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because I was going to yeah. call my pet turtle Raphael. Oh, that's cool. 
I always wondered, like, I, I, they must be out there, but I, I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever met, and to be honest, I don't ask many people, but I don't think I've ever met anyone who has stated that their, like, their, their starting Pokemon was Bulbasaur. Because Bulbasaur it's... was the lame one. <laughs> I mean, Bulbasaur was really useful in the first... Uh, I think what it is is... No, actually, Squirtle's the best one for the first challenge because right. it's rock and he's wa- and Squirtle's yeah. water. I if think... you choose Charmander, you choose the hard path at the beginning, but it gets a bit easier later. I think it was something to do with that. I think Bulbasaur... If I, it was kind I, I of might, neutral, I might be pulling this out my ass, but I think Bulbasaur of the three stars is the most balanced across all his evolutions. Yes. Whereas Charmander... Obviously, Charmander... If I think it's harder in the beginning, but if you stick with it, you it get gets, huge power points once you get yeah, Charizard. Yeah, and I was like, I want that dragon. Yeah, see, <laughs> I always just, dragon. I always. Why wouldn't I want a turtle with water cannons? Yeah, Blastoise. Um, yeah, no, they were they were all good. There were some a, that you had to question though. Some of the oh, designs. Some Pokemon were great. In fact, there's one in this later on that we're going to talk about how awful it is. But as for Pikachu, you mentioned Pikachu. Yeah, I. Love I I've just realised one you do have to question. Jinx. Um, yeah, I always just got... A, I am still annoyed, because I, although I don't watch Pokemon anymore, I happen to know that Ash still has Pikachu. When the fuck is he going to become a Raichu? I think, yeah. Raichu's cooler. No, I always preferred Pikachu. I always stopped mine evolving. I had to. I had to have Just Pikachu. like Ash did in the anime. I remember that. Yeah. I remember the episode where Pikachu is going to evolve and Ash begs him not to. No, I don't want you to ever grow up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, stop holding him back. You know what's funny? This is an abusive relationship. Yeah. But what's hilarious is I let everything else evolve. So now I've got like a Pikachu on and I'm with Charmander and we're all small and friends. Yeah. And then all of a sudden like, everyone's told it's like, Pika Pika. Yes, this is my Charizard and this is my massive fucking sea snake. Yeah. Fucking, what was it? The one that comes out? Gyarados. Oh, Gyarados. Yeah. From Magikarp. Yeah, from Magikarp. Um, but yeah. Man, Magikarp. What if? Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite clever. <laughs> it's the ultimate troll Pokemon, isn't it? It is. Look at this one that's useless. It's based useless. on Japanese mythology. What, Magikarp? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's where it comes from, because essentially it's not a unique idea to Pokemon. Yeah. So you've probably heard of salmon that swim up, up stream, river, yes. upstream. So it's based on that. It's They swim upstream and they die on the way up there. They do, but yes. in Japanese mythology, they get to the top, and the reason that they die is that they become... Dragons. A dragon. Oh, wow. So it's... yeah. So that's it, really cool. That's what it's based on. and that, So I suppose in Japan, it kind of had more meaning. It's like a magic cup, but maybe it could become yeah. something more. In the West, at the time, when Pokemon first came out, it's like, what's this piece of shit? There's yeah. nothing. But now, then you try it with Goldine, and it never goes anywhere. You're like, fuck yeah. with Goldine. Now... <laughs> As our first Pokemon episode, yep. don't worry, we're going to get on with the episode now. There's just one teeny tiny little thing that I'm contractually obligated to say before we start. Pika Pika. Digimon's better. And that's all right, we can move on, we can move you're on You're entitled now. to be wrong, that's fine. So I'm not wrong. I'll read the back of the box. Watch it as an adult and you'll agree with me, trust me. Never. It's far more no, I should, I'll be, shall be stuck in my ways. Forever. Forever. Uh, go on, read your box art. Me box art. Now, this one... Oh, but by the have way... We, have you ever actually played the game Detective in... Pikachu, by the way? There isn't a game. I thought, was, I thought this oh. was based on an actual game called Detective Pikachu. Oh, I don't know. Uh, but I've got a Detective Pikachu Pokemon card that comes in the Blu-ray Is case. Is that a shiny? Uh, it might be. It, that looks like a shiny. Yeah. Oh. Do you like coffee break or corkscrew punch? See, it should be Volt Dash. Yeah. Because that's what he uses in the film. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't know about that. It's just it's just a cool little interesting additional bit. And this mm. is... Yeah. So Do you still have any Pokemon cards? 
No. I had quite the collection as a kid, and my dad chucked them all away. And I was like, Dad, these will be worth some up one day. He didn't believe me. <laughs> what a fool. <laughs> what a fool. Um, I had shiny Typhlosion, anyway. What's a Typhlosion? It was Cyndaquil's final evolution. Who's Cyndaquil? <laughs> and it, she, it was the Generation 2 Charmander. <laughs> okay. Anyway, point is, shiny Typhlosion was a powerful as fuck card. I pretty much won every Pokemon battle with that. <laughs> so, we've got a quote here from the Daily Star... An eye-popping, rib-tickling treat. Do you usually believe the Daily Star, though? No, but I'll be honest, I would stop clock is right twice a day, so... When Ace Detective Harry Goodman goes missing, his son... Tim? And Harry Potter's... No, not Harry Potter. (laughs) And Harry's former Pokemon partner, Detective Pikachu, joined forces to unravel the tangled mystery. Chasing clues together on an epic adventure through Rhyme City, they uncover a shocking plot that could destroy the whole Pokemon universe. Univoice. Yeah, I thought I'd add New York flavour to it. Even though, did you notice Rhyme City is blatantly London? Oh, it's ab- yeah, well, there's the, the, gherkin. the gherkins in there and everything, and it's got like the underground logos. Yeah. And it's got, the... I don't know the name of the building, but it's got the one in London that's slopy on one side as well, that's near the gherkin in actual yes. London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, look, there's an elephant in the room that we need to get out of the way. So, first of oh, all, you could have said a, like a small axe in the room or something like that. Oh, you're right. Shall I re record that? No, just, just, just go. Just go. So, first of all, let me be positive about this film. Much like I said, Hackers felt like an actual film. Yep. This feels like an actual film. Yes, it does, yes. The elephant in the room is that the worst part of the film, and it's not, it doesn't make it unwatchable or anything like that, don't get me wrong, the film's perfectly enjoyable. I probably will be recommending this at the end. We'll see how the discussion goes. The biggest elephant in the room is Ryan Reynolds. And that, so I already alluded to this when I referred to it as Detective Peekapool. It's a problem that many online have noted. So f- let me be the first to say, I like Ryan Reynolds. Mm. I think he's charming, he's funny, he's, a great he's good looking. He, I've seen him be really good. He's actually very good. He's in a terrible film, which is a remake of the Amityville Horror. Right. But he's very good in it. Very intimidating. His character right. kind of goes crazy. It's a bit of a Shining type deal. Right, gotcha. Um... He's Is very that the one where he lives in the uh, the the, the uh, top floor of an abandoned bowling alley. No, and he's got mental health problems. And he, when he goes to work, he works in a um, no. That's uh, and he's what, the he's voices got, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. And he's got a cat and a dog who what, the dogs. To yeah, talking I've to him. I've got that, but I haven't watched it yet. It's a really good film. I won't yeah. spoil it then. So, but this is my point. Though Ryan Reynolds used to do this thing we call acting. And then in 2016, fair play to him after years of trying to get it made, he made a real big hit with Deadpool. I love Deadpool. It's a great film. The problem is Ryan Reynolds is playing Deadpool in every single film he's made since Deadpool. To be fair to Ryan Reynolds... For things like, like for, for quite a lot of these films, like Free Guys, a good example. Mm. We'll get to that eventually on this uh, this series. But those people, when they're hiring Ryan Reynolds for the role, it's very clear that they're hiring to be the Deadpool, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. And if he went, no, I'm not going to do that. Then a he either wouldn't get the job, or mm. b his performance wouldn't match the brief. Okay, and to so be I, fair, I, I, I do, it's, but I do see your point that Ryan Reynolds for the last five six years has been Deadpool in yeah. almost everything, and even in this. Which he's... First of all... (laughs) 
He's but great in this. For me personally, the biggest mistake in this film is choosing to have the Pikachu talk. That's the biggest mistake in the film. Oh, that's what I like about it. But, <laughs> for the most part, he's very funny. The The animation is suitably adorable. It's really well done, um, actually. Yeah, 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 I've put here that the Pokemon actually look pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Um, the problem is... It's, so, obviously, the big thing about Deadpool that separates him from most of the superheroes is um, his ability to break the fourth wall. Yes. That has become Ryan Reynolds' secret superpower as well. Yeah, so he breaks the calling the, card. He yeah. breaks the fourth wall in Free Guy. He yep. obviously breaks it in both Deadpools. He breaks it in this, technically, and it's the one bit where I rolled my eyes in the cinema. A slight spoiler, because I'm jumping ahead is the bit where Pikachu sings the Pokemon theme song. Right, gotcha, yeah, I yeah. was like, no, I want the theme song in there, but not on like the that. soundtrack. Searching far and wide, teach Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. It's you and me. I know it's my destiny, Pokemon. Well, here's the thing, it was, it was. Earlier in the movie, when um, we first see Howard Clifford and his son Roger Clifford Mm. on CNM, uh, they've got a a news report of advertising what's coming up or whatever, and it's them saying about this big event they're doing. In the background, it's almost like it's the TV station's network theme. Yeah. It's that theme. Yes. So they do have it in there, it's just that Ryan Reynolds obviously wanted to... Add it in there from him yeah. himself at it's, some point. It may have been written in there. Not a better choice, way to because don't get me wrong when yeah. you're when you're updating these '90s kids things that all had cool theme tunes. You do want to do it. It's I a mean, mistake Michael yeah. Bay made not having the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. For, I mean, he made a lot of I mistakes mean, with that I film. Mean, yeah, it's Michael Bay. But here's a way that. So, did you see the Power Rangers movie? Which one? The new one. No. Right. You you made largely a positive decision there because no, no. it's very bad. But one thing they did well is they do have the theme tune in it. Okay. They save it for, basically, it plays at the moment that they first get... So that one of the problems with that film is they don't actually become the Power Rangers until about 30 minutes before the end of the film. Oh, that's it's all origin crap. Right. But when they finally do become the Power Rangers, the first time they call their Zords... Oh. They get in, and it does the go, go, Power Rangers. And literally exactly the same as it yeah, was yeah, in the yeah. 90s, with the rip, which, by the way, is one of the coolest that riffs is, of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's wasted <laughs> on Power Rangers, is it? Yeah. If that had been in any rock song ever, that would be like, that is one of the most legendary rock songs. Go, go, Performed on stage or in yeah. pubs by cover bands years and years down the line. Yeah, but but they're like, powering. Yeah, we can't play this. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, like, we're a rock band. We've been doing like yeah. all of this old rock and roll stuff, Aerosmith mm. and all that. Go, go, Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a video game film, so we can't do it on here. But no. at some point, we'll watch we it. We have to watch that. Put it some this way, crap, yeah. The Red Ranger... Who's ma- it's very much focused on the Red Ranger yeah, being yeah. your main character. Yeah. He's the main hero. He's the Captain America of the team. Yeah, he's the leader. Uh, anyway. he at was. the beginning of the film, he jerks off a ball. And that's not a metaphor. He physically... And not not because he because he's too stupid. He thinks he's kidnapped a female cow and he's milking it. That's a weird choice to put into... It's a, a very weird choice to a kid's friendly... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
Detective Pokemon. Detective uh, Pikachu, start not Detective Pokemon. Detective Pikachu. Should we start with this opening? Yes. So this sci-fi based in the mountains. So this opening reminds me of the opening to Mewtwo versus Mew. You'll see when we get there. It's very much the opening to Mewtwo versus Mew. Okay. With like right down to the pod that Mewtwo is in. It probably that was probably a direct callback. There's if a I'm, lot of references in this film. If I'm remembering it. right, I haven't seen Mewtwo versus Mew since 1999. No, fair enough. <laughs> so yeah. So as we say, there's a sci-fi base in the mountains it got named later it was not ocd what was it <laughs> that would be weird if it was called ocd pco but we don't find that name out yet mewtwo is inside in the sci-fi bubble as you say like a metal bubble being like and there's doctors all around him it cuts to a close-off of him and we just hear they're outside which is mewtwo's psychic talking voice mm. so he breaks out of the lab chases a car down the road shooting like psychic bolts out of his hands and we see the car get exploded and fly off the bridge so herein's my first problem in the film right uh actually i will leave this till the reveal yeah yeah i I, I was gonna say if it's anything to reveal let's leave it um but yeah there is a sign there is a side of this which is um the the and they pulled a cheap trick yeah because it's it's in that it's in it what's it called an inaccurate not an inaccurate narrator Uh, uh, unreliable narrator yeah that's right um but the thing is is when in something like the joker you're hearing the story from the joker's perspective and he is as such the unreliable narrator in this there's it's not someone's memory or someone's direct perspective yeah it's meant to be a neutral camera so it doesn't really work for me on that regard but it's a minor issue but it is there so after that it cuts to uh pgos flying over a farm and we get to see a lot of pokemon in the wild just being like almost basically being replacements oh yeah of replacements of real animals we have in on Earth, yeah. but they, they're just the Pokemon versions. Yeah, are there any actual animals in this? They're all no, Pokemon. Yeah, aren't they? yeah, you don't see any cats, dogs, pigeons. Um, yeah, like all. Yeah, if there's anything like that, they it's are Pokemon. Pokemon variations of them. Makes yeah. sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. It would, it would be, be weird, weird if there was like a normal dog and a Growlithe. <laughs> that would be weird. A little Chihuahua, <laughs> Chihuahua and Pikachu. Yeah. Imagine if we Pikachu. had. Yeah. Anyway, so the main guy I've written here, because we don't actually freaking name him yet, but we've got his name. His name is Tim. You know, for half the film, I thought people were saying Jim. Fair enough. I literally wrote down Jim and had to cross it out and put a T. Yeah, yeah. So Tim and some friend who we never see again. Who's also in Deadpool. Yes. He's the taxi driver, isn't he, in Deadpool? Yes. Uh, What else was he in? I saw him in another film. A much worse film. Uh, (laughs) He was a... Oh, no, he was... No, he wasn't. No, ignore me. I can't remember what film it is. Consider yourself ignored. I will have to cut myself out. (laughs) So, Tim and his friend sneak up on a Cubone, which is in the middle of a a clearing, crying by itself, going... Yeah, and I'll admit... Jack, he's his friend's name. I'll admit this joke got me. Yeah, so Jack... He shouldn't have done, because it's a bad joke, but it got me. What joke? Go on. Um... When he approaches the cube and he goes, um, uh, he says something. I can't make because I watched this a few days ago. Sure. But the joke is something along the lines of, um, "Not many people would be comfortable wearing the skull of a dead relative." Oh yeah, because <laughs> yeah. bones wear the skull of, of their, their mums, mothers. Don't yeah, they? but the, but you can never catch a cubone mum. You ever noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. There's no Cubone mums. Well, they're all There's dead. Cube- yeah, what happened to all the Cubone mums? <laughs> Cubone killed them. Uh, but yeah, so Jack the Friendly is planning, says he's planning on catching a, a Pokemon, but actually it's a ruse to get 
Tim to catch a Q-bone for himself. I've actually just thought of how disturbing it. That is like Lisa Trevor in Resident Evil. What, wait, stitching yeah, yeah, the, yeah, stitching her mum's face to her head. Well, there's a lot in common between them. Resident Evil and Pokemon. Do you know what there fucking is? Mewtwo's <laughs> yeah, a tyrant, basically. Yeah. Created in a lab. Created in a lab, yeah, yeah, with extra strong powers. Team Rocket are like the UBCS. Yes. And even the, the villain in this wears sunglasses a lot and is blonde. Is he? Well, the oh, person... Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, 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 right, gotcha. In Wesker! Yeah, yeah, you got Wesker. And My God, got... Illuminati confirmed. Pokemon is Resident <laughs> Evil. It's, it's all same... one story. It's all one franchise. Imagine if they were in the same planet. One half of the mean... world you've got Umbrella, the other half you've got Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, don't you want to see a Pikachu fight Nemesis? Okay. Electroshock Nemesis? <laughs> I wouldn't want to see what happens to Pokemon when they get affected with the T-virus. Oh, zombie Machamp. Oh, that'd be scary. That'd be gross, but scary, yeah. So, the main guy throws a Pokeball, Pokeball to try and capture it. He goes, hey, I got it, it's great. Walks over and he goes, hey, the, the light's not gone green. Why is it not gone green? Jack's like, run! And the Cubone breaks out and starts chasing to try and attack <laughs> Tim. Tim gets blown away by, like, some bone-throwing move. Um, but it doesn't kill him, obviously. It just knocks him flying. And the Cubone's like, yeah, Cubone! Having felt good about itself attacking him. And now I have this quote here from Jack as they walked away. That was one angry Cubone. He reminded me a lot of my mom. So, I actually have a thing here. It actually took me a good few minutes into the film. In fact, I don't think I realised until you see it written on the side of a building. I could not get what the name of this city was. Grime. I I kept thinking that they were saying Grime City. Which would have been a cool name as well. And I was like, how dirty is this city? It was pretty dirty, though, <laughs> like in the underworld. But at night, it looked quite gritty. Mm. Had a very cyberpunky feel at night. Mm. Not in the day, though, which unfortunately I mean, the second half most took place in but I like the night I like the feel of the city at night it was there really are cool. bits towards the end where there's too much green screening in this and it looks flat yeah yeah uh, but at, certainly at this point the, and at night the city looks really vivid really alive really colourful really gritty it almost feels like it's Blade Runner meets Pokemon for a you know and what helps with that by the way what they did with this film the, d- the director made a specific choice that he wanted to film it on a 75mm movie film okay so whereas most so not films digital. Like this, yeah it's not digital it was filmed on, which is why you've got like the bokeh elements where, like, basically the the background is blurred out with a sharp foreground. Uh, so the bokeh elements and the um, blooms and blur, like uh, lighting blooms and stuff, yeah. they've got a real sort of traditional old school um, vibe movie to look. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. movie look, and that's because it's literally filmed on old cinema film. Oh wow! So yeah, I, I thought that was a cool, tasteful choice. An odd movie to choose to do that with, but it mm. looked really cool. Are we at the bit where he's on the train yet? Yeah. yeah, so he's yeah. So as he walks away with his friend Jack, he gets five voicemails, and then Rhyme City Police Department tell him his father has been in an unfortunate accident, and that his dad was a. De- and we find out his dad was a detective. I suppose, so yeah, he goes onto the train yeah. at that point. I suppose <clears> the thing we should say as well before we get to the train is the key part of this scene with the Cubone. The whole point and his discussion says is he doesn't want a Pokemon. Yeah, and he's basically the only person in this city who doesn't like Pokemon. Yeah, and, and we fr- don't know why yet. No, and his friend Jack actually um, says the reason he wanted to get him a Cubone specifically was because he's a lonely man. Mm. And Cubones are lonely, so he thought it would be a good match for a Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, get an idea that he's lonely and that, yeah, and we yeah. know that he doesn't like this. So, so he's, he's on the train. So he's on the train, <laughs> and I just have to say, 
Um, most of the Pokemon look fine. Yep. This one looks fine. It's just gross. When you're when you're seeing it not as two dimensional anime anime where yes. it looks fine and it's an actual three dimensional creature, fucking lick a tongue. Yeah, with a is, massive tongue. Is, <laughs> it's like a Cronenbergian nightmare. It's weird, isn't it? And but I mean, it how was funny. slowly it licks, it licks his up his face. face. And how gooey his face is afterwards. I don't know how they do that. They must just have had a stick with, like, gunge on yeah, it that they were wiping up his a face. Green mop or something. Yeah, yeah, and just <laughs> on his yeah. head. Is this anyone's liquor tongue? Anyone? Yeah, nobody answers. So, no. how did he get on the train? Fucking <laughs> and not the, not the last appearance of liquor tongue in the film. No, 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 not at all. So now we get the montage where it shows you all about how humans have lived for Yeah, Howard Clifford with... is introduced as the man who built Rhyme City. Yeah. He was like an entrepreneur or some sort of yeah. businessman. And he quit because he had like some sort of inoperable cancer or something yeah, at the time. A, a British guy played by Bill Nye, who's a businessman and works in, and lives in a wheelchair. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure he won't be the villain at all. No, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, I'm he, sure. He built Rome sure. City so that played Pokemon and humans could live together. In an American film, British man, played by Bill Nye. Sure he won't be the villain. I'm sure he's an upstanding, decent human being. <laughs> Not I, a megalomaniacal psychopath. I, I don't like your tone. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the bit where this bit was a bit too silly for me. Yeah, okay. Was fucking pokemon in ancient egypt i was like come <laughs> on movie i was like look it's fine just say that we've always lived with pokemon i don't need to see, don't need to see egyptian hieroglyphs yeah. with fucking pokemon in them <laughs> it was so stupid but they've always been there it was i tell you what it's almost as stupid as another game reference it's almost as stupid and i know you'll hit me for this uh it's sonic adventure 2 when you go in the pyramid and these echidnas in the hieroglyphs to be fair on Sonic Adventure, mm. the appearance of Echidnas in uh, Pyramids has been in the series since Sonic 3. Oh, yeah, it's just I didn't need you it. Did, you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't want hieroglyphs specifically. Yeah, you don't need to see... It's like I don't need to see um, a 60... Or, or, or here's, the, here's the deal, Pokemon. If you're going to do that, do it with a whole bunch more shit. Give, yeah. me a, give me a portrait. Don't leave the rest of it as normal yeah. and just a couple of Pokemon. Give me there, a yeah. portrait of Henry VIII. Yeah, go all a, the way. With a bee drill on his shoulder. <laughs> Mate, that would be amazing. George, what, what Pokemon would George Washington have? The first president of America. Oh. He chopped down a cherry tree, didn't he? Chopped down a cherry tree. That's to what George Washington is famous for. Yeah. Yeah, give him a Machamp. Yeah. I like this idea. Let's have, a, let's have a picture of the American Revolutionary War. With, with, the, the, Brits, with the Brits and the Americans. All right, and the so Brits have all got, like, Growlithes. Yes. And they've got... All the Americans have got, like, Machamps. <laughs> Get, oh, no. They rode horses back in that war, didn't they? Yes. They're all riding pony tars. Yes. <laughs> I like this. I like the way you're thinking on this. This is all good. Uh, so, Rum City is London, as we said, with added CGI elements. Tim goes and visits the police department captain, mm. and he's played by. Sorry, sorry, uh, I've got a few more notes. No, no, go ahead. Most of my notes are for this beginning bit. No, go ahead. I've put here, and this is partly me joking. Mm. Somehow the animal abuse seems even worse in live action than it did in the anime. Well, they, they, uh, so they weren't supposed to be fighting, were they, in Rome City? Yeah, this thing, like, th there's a bit in that montage where it shows you, like, how battling has become, like, a, oh, a, standard, a thing. standard sport, like yes. the World Cup. But also that they force them into these little Pokeballs. And in the anime, you're always a bit, like, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird, a bit but weird. it's in a cartoon. But somehow in live action, yeah. it looks a lot worse. Yeah, I've also yeah. put. 
hey, look, the Gherkins in Rhyme City. Yep. Uh, and also we get to see how useful uh, Pokemon are in day-to-day yeah, jobs. Yeah, so squirtles so are being firefighting fire squirtles. Yeah. Um, although those squirrels aren't doing much, are they? Like, no. the, the, the fire hose is, you know, doing actually attracted to the fire. And the, the squirtle kind of just wanders up to this little flame and just, like, vomits water on it. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but no, right, now I'm caught up to where you are because I have got a bit in... I'll let you talk for a bit, but I've actually got a bad piece of editing in this scene. Oh, okay. Mm. What was the character's name? Because you've Yoshida. got it Yoshida. Detective Yoshida played by Ken, Ken Watanabe. That's it. Uh, They're all so perfect. Most, most known... You have no idea what I'm quoting there, do you? The Last Samurai. Oh, I see, I was, was about to quote him as well, go on. Oh, no, no, so in The Last Samurai, he's the samurai chief mm. who has to fight against his own emperor, uh, and he's, spoiler alert, he's killed at the end, oh, right. uh, and, uh, fighting his emperor, but he's doing it for the honour of the emperor... Yeah. And before they march in, he's been trying to finish this poem, and he just can't get the last line. I'm talking about cherry blossoms, which is a you know a very recurring theme in Japanese poetry. As he's dying, and Tom Cruise like helps him stab himself in the stomach to kill himself. Oh, to do um, oh, I know what that's called. Uh, so it's seppuku or harakiri. Harakiri. Yeah, there's, there's two different words for it. But yeah, as he, as he's committing suicide, he sees the cherry blossoms as he's dying. Goes, they're all so. Perfect, and then he dies, and I don't know why it always makes me laugh mm. because he, because I think it's because he whispers perfect, and there's something about whispering that sets off something odd in me. Usually, it makes me angry, but in this case, it makes me laugh. Right. And it's like the 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 emotional climax of the film. Perfect. So you don't like whispering, eh? ASMR sets me off. Sorry, that's I will punch you in the face. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I think it's because it. Has... I hate ASMR. It makes me. Yeah, yeah. It Ugh. makes me cringe. It makes me angry. Well, so... It makes me angry. I'm just like, oh, stop. No, that. no. It makes me really angry. So, like, most people are like, I love listening to ASMR. It's like, oh, this woman's whispering in the back of my ear. It's so relaxing. Ugh. And I'm like, I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill her. Okay, don't admit it. <laughs> I will take that audio and play that in your trial. So I was gonna say, uh, American audiences will most likely know Ken Watanabe from the 2014 Godzilla film, in which he has the infamous line, when the Mutos are there and Godzilla turns up, um, and there's some general who's like, I don't know, what the hell do we do now? And Ken Watanabe really dramatically walks onto this balcony and just goes, let them fight. <laughs> Yes. Well, he's also... He's a great, very good actor, Ken Watanabe. Oh, it sounds like we're taking the piss. Well, he's, he's also in Batman good. Begins. Is he? He was yes. in Batman Begins. He was uh, the not... fake version of uh, um, the main villain. Oh, um, Rachel Gould. That's it, yeah. And it turns out it's actually Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson. But Liam Neeson's playing a patsy to Rachel Gould yeah. to trick Batman. Batman. Uh, Batman. Batman. Uh, Batman. Batman. There's actually a, a, ta- a city called Batman. I don't know if you knew that. It's somewhere in the Middle East. There's a ta- fun fact. There's a town in Alaska called Whittier where the entire town lives in one building. One huge apartment building. It's a very tiny town in the middle of nowhere. There's about 50 people who live there. Right. That's it. But Where's the, the shop? It's, only, it's in the... It's <laughs> on the gra- so the ground floor... Hang on, the- are you telling me Megazone, uh, the Megazone cities from Dredd, Dredd are yes, real? In Alaska, yeah. Yeah, the bottom floor is all shops... And then everyone lives in the building. Wow. Anyway, so yeah, so Detective Yoshida comes in, and right at the start of this scene, there's actually a piece of bad editing. Okay. Which is in the shot where, so the camera is, it's not quite an over-the-shoulder shot. It's looking at Yoshida's face, but we can still see Tim. Yep. Uh, You can see his shoulder and this whole side of his face. And Yoshida comes in and introduces himself and says, nice to meet you or something. And Tim shakes his hand and goes, thank you. 
thank you, right? The first thank you, his lips do not move. It's dubbed oh. in in post. Then it cuts to his actual close-up. Where he says thank and you. And he says thank you a second time. I wonder what happened there. It must have been an it's, editing error. It's one yeah. of those things where if it was a normal over-the-shoulder shot, you'd get away with it. Sure. Because you wouldn't see his lips. But because it's over-the-shoulder, but sort of round, so you can see the whole side of his face. You can see that his lips aren't you moving. You see his lips don't move. That's crazy, mm. man. But he wouldn't have needed to say but thank does you it twice. Make, doesn't it make you feel better, though, that even massive budget films like this oh, make mistakes. mistakes? It makes us feel better about our tiny little, you know, made-for-ten-pound films. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. So... Yeah, Yoshida tells him that his dad and the Pokemon partner were the best detectives on the force, because that's always a trope in all of these things. And he asks him again, like, why don't you have a Pokemon? Because he remembers being told by Harry, his father, that he'd always wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when he was young. Uh, Tim just shuts this down and just goes, I just want the keys. I don't want you to drive me. He's a bit of a rude prick, isn't he? He's actually a complete dickhead. I don't understand why. Like, I understand that he doesn't want to talk about it, but there's no reason to be rude. Like, the Yoshida looked genuinely upset and hurt that Harry was dead. And he's like, I'm sorry about your father. He seemed genuinely like he cared. Yeah. And yet, Tim's just like, right, go fuck yourself. Where's the keys? Like, dude, that's a douche move. (laughs) Is this kid, by the way, playing Tim, his name's Justice Smith. Yes. Is he one of Will Smith's kids, do you know? I don't think so, but I I don't think he is. He doesn't look anything like Will Smith. Um, Willow Smith doesn't look anything like. Uh, no, Jaden Smith is his kid, isn't it? Yeah, Jaden Smith. Right there we go. Well, he's got more than one. He's got no. He's got Willow or... Smith and he's got Jaden Smith. Four, he's got four kids. So one could be Justice Smith. I don't think it is though, but it could be. But I don't think it is. Okay, I think I think I think Smith is a common surname. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? We live in the UK. Everyone's called Smith. Oh, Smith, dear. Smith, Brown. Not Smith, not Smith, or, dear. Or Evans, <laughs> the third most popular surname Ooh, in Britain. Or Jocelyn, the... No, it's not even close. There's Jocelyn, <laughs> Jocelyn. Certainly not my spelling, because so, I've got the posh spelling, because guess who's posh? <laughs> it's <you>. me. It's <laughs> so, I have put here, because you see a bunch more Pokemon while he's on his way back to the yes. flat. He goes to his and dad's I, flat. And he? I have said here, quite smartly, what I think was a smart decision, is for the most part, there are a few more modern Pokemon, but for the most part, all the important Pokemon in the film oh. come from the first 150. Yeah. Because they clearly knew that's what the audience would most know. Yeah, that, and to be honest, n- no one cares about the seventh generation Pokemon. I don't no. give a rat's ass, and I don't think most people. Like, after a certain point, does it like? Do, do you so even remember I, them? So I teach. Even Nintendo don't. They release. I remember. I remember this because of uh, Jim Sterling or uh, sorry, James Stephanie Sterling, as as they're called now. Um, but yeah, sorry, James Stephanie Sterling did a video. I don't know who that is. Oh, it's a YouTube personality. Okay. Did a video about when they released uh, a new Pokemon game about it was, might have been about three years ago now, and they decided that they Nintendo decided they were going to cull loads of the Pokemon out of it. Really? And, and <laughs> James Stephanie said he loved Ekans, and they culled Ekans. He was like fucking Ekans. <laughs> you gotta leave the first hundred and fifty. You gotta leave the first hundred and fifty, and I can understand the outrage. I think, like, those are the ones that matter. I think they're still the most popular. So obviously, I can't say any names because that would be terribly unprofessional of me. But I do a little bit of teaching, right? And I teach some quite young kids. And Josephine Blalock. No, I, <laughs> no I'm and, I made that name yeah, up. By the way, <laughs> and one of the kids. I'll be honest. I don't know the kids' names. Okay, I teach about forty. So it's not that you won't be unprofessional yeah. by releasing well, their names. It's just that you don't know. Do you know names. what I've just realised? 
on a single day, I teach over 100 children, I think, because there's about 30 in each class. Anyway, in the youngest class, there's one who's really into Pokemon. And you'd think, being a child in 22, she'd be into 7th gen or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Eevee. All about the Eevee. Wow. Loves so, yeah. Eevee. Can't get to put her Eevee doll down when right. trying to teach. <laughs> So this isn't an adult class. <laughs> no, no, this Please is tell me a child. child. I was going to say, it's not an adult class. Um, I need my Eevee. But he, You're 73. So, so he gets to the apartment, and is this our first appearance of Catherine Newton? Yes. Right. Uh, first of all, she, he's followed in by Psyduck. Oh, and it's Psyduck. 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 Yeah, so, and he's just like, go away, and then he thinks the Psyduck's intimidating him, and then uh, Lucy Stevens, is the character's name, comes down the stairs and says, and reveals that she owns the Psyduck, or she, it's her partner, and she's a journalist. She's after info on Harry Goodman, his dad, and knows somehow that Harry was onto something before he disappeared slash died. Mm. Tim blows her off and she walks away, and... Tim then enters the apartment. The TV is on, and it's got an old detective movie playing, or he claims it is. However, it's not actually an old detective movie. Do you know what I thought it was at first? Because you only hear a portion of it. Yeah. I thought it was the film from Home Alone. It is the film from Home Alone. Is it? Yes, it is. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Yeah, so it says here, Tim mentions a gangster film on TV as an old detective movie. The clip being shown is actually Angels with Filthy Souls, a movie within a movie that was featured on the original Home Alone. Mm. So, yeah, you are right. You got that spot on. You thought, oh, it sounds like Home Alone. It was I, Home I Alone. Watched too many movies, clearly. Yes, and too many movies within movies keep the change you filthy animal I wonder what would happen if we cobbled together and made like all of the movie within movie segments well, from different films do you know apparently someone has gone through I haven't watched and they it did it with Simpsons yeah they've edged all yeah. the McBain sections together and they actually make somewhat coherent yeah. narrative and they've done it with do you know American Dad at all I don't know anything about American Dad right so I'm 13 seasons into American Dad oh, and for those 13 seasons they've had this running gimmick where every now and again and sometimes it will go a whole season without doing it. Right. But every now and again, the the episode will just cut away from the main characters to something. You can always tell when it's doing it because the screen shrinks into a letterbox format. Oh. And it will go with these complete side characters and tell this separate story called The Golden Turd. It's about someone who finds <laughs> a, a turd made of solid gold. Right. Um, and basically people, it's worth millions. So people are like murdering their spouses to steal it and stuff. Um, and apparently, I, I've not reached this point yet, but Benton, our good friend, has. Benton says they've now finished that story within the story. Right. And someone on YouTube has edited all the parts together and you can literally watch it as a film. That's mental. So Tim enters the department, uh, the apartment finds the TV is on, he turns it off, and then he finds a vial of purple something uh, that has yeah. a, the letter R on the vial. Yeah. And he's just like, Which I, I, this? I was disappointed it wasn't Team Rocket. I thought it was going to be Rocket. I, I, I wonder the what the R is meant to stand for if it's not Rocket. Maybe it was a, uh, maybe it was a reference to Rocket I've, without actually being... Yeah, I think it's actually within the universe. I yeah. think it's... Because they call it Formula R or Serum R. Yeah, Serum I think, R. I think they've gone through A, B, C, D, and R just happens to be the one that right. works. There seem to be no rhyme or reason. Okay. <laughs> rhyme City. I, I, yeah, I got it. Do you not get the joke? I got it. It's I a really it clever perfectly. joke, Jamie. It's not very clever at all. No, it's a crap joke, isn't it? But <laughs> so he finds this purple vial and it escapes from the vial and into his face, making him cough. 
so he opens a window to clear it and waft the smoke out. And as it goes out, there's some monkeys. Uh, they have a name, these yeah, monkeys. Yeah, M- McCape or something McCabe like that. McCape or Acon or... APAC? APAC might be. I'm going to call them Acon, like the rapper. Uh, I'm sure it was APAC. Acon... But, but, yeah, this is one of the Pokemon we weren't familiar with, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, from anything after the first 150. And they start turning angry and evil with the purple eyes, but they have they don't do anything just yet. Ah, purple, the colour of evil. Exactly. And the colour of love. Uh, in his old bedroom... Uh, well, actually, it, it turns out it's actually <coughs> a reproduction of his old childhood bedroom that Harry had made for him, but he never came to see it, so it was a surprise to him. Uh, he sees posters of old Pokemon tournaments and stuff that he used to have in his original bedroom, and while he's reminiscing, he hears a noise from the rest of the flat. As he walks in, he hears footsteps clamouring away, and eventually finds there's a Pikachu there in, like, a Deerstalker detective hat. Mm. But, unlike every other Pokemon in the movie, he can hear... This poke, this Pikachu talking in English with the voice of Ryan Reynolds. I know you can't understand me, but put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. And that freaks him out. <clears throat> Have you got anything to add here or shall I just continue on? No, no, no. no in a minute, wrong. I've got a great line, but cool. that's not yet. So a monkey comes in through the window and attacks them. They're chased to the roof. And as they're trying to escape... They get separated for a temporary bit as they run across a couple of rooftops, and Tim gets grabbed. He has to lose his jacket to escape, and then as he's trying to jump off of a balcony, the monkeys grab his belt, so he has to loosen his belt to drop off, and as he's running away, he has to keep pulling his trousers up. Now, I don't know if this is the quote you're going to come up with, but yeah, Pikachu says, They seem to be attracted to your increasing nudeness! Yes, which is a great line. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. As they're running away, he loses his trousers in the back alley and runs into the middle of a busy street going, Guys, the monkeys! The monkeys! Oh my God! And he starts babbling like an idiot. Run it, Look out! Run! Go, 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 go! Go, there! Go, there! But as he turns around, the monkeys return to normal. Yeah. And they start... <laughs> conveniently. Conveniently. <laughs> and they start wearing his trousers and, like, and just being cutie sort of Pokemon again. And he just looks like an idiot in his pants, screaming oh. about evil monkeys. And, and Pikachu says something like, um, putting your pants back on will help your credibility or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he just looks like a, a madman. Mm. Uh, Pikachu reveals that he's Harry's Pokemon partner. Well, before that, he um, he asks the strangers if they can hear Pikachu oh, talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we do get briefly, because we cut to her po- the stranger's point of view. We hear you what get, he sounds like as Pikachu. You get, and it is, I, be, I do believe it's actual Pikachu from the show, isn't it? Pika P! Yeah, it's definitely not Ryan Reynolds doing it. No, yeah, definitely yeah. not. Right, you can hear him talking. Pika Pika! Yeah, Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Um, I think this is about where we get the uh, the next line, which this line is mumbled. I don't know if you all have picked it up, but I could not believe I was hearing this in a Pokemon movie. I must have missed this. Uh, so Tim says something about how mad it is that he can understand him. And he's like, you're telling me, do you have any idea? No one else can hear me talk. Anytime I try talking to people, they try to pat me, kiss me, or stick a finger in me. Oh, yeah. And I was like... Yes. Yes, he does say that. I remember that line. In a Pokemon movie. (laughs) Yes. This is a first for me, too, kid. You say more. You try to talk to people all the time, all I hear is Pika Pika. Pat me, or they kiss me, they stick a finger in me. It's really gross. Yeah, that was a weird line, but I did find it funny. It is a funny line. 
So they decide to, in order to sort of talk out the fact that they're both in some way connected to Harry, uh, they will go to a coffee bar. But the coffee bar that they go to is not a Starbucks. It looks like a pub. Yeah. It looks like a down and greasy pub. Yeah. Uh, with... I didn't recognise the Pokemon that's behind the bar. No, that's the one that goes ah! Yeah, that was funny, but uh, yeah, I don't recognise that Pokemon either. Though I did recognise, obviously, Jigglypuff singing to uh, cu- what I'm guessing is her customer, and it sent him to sleep rather than anything else. And she looks mad. <laughs> she looks mad. I lo- yeah, I love Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. You know, Jigglypuff has the most powerful move in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah? She's almost useless, but she it's her singing track. Yeah. If you just perform it, it makes people fall asleep. But... If you jump above someone, perform the song, at, like there's a really small window of opportunity where your hitbox has to hit an exact position. If you do it there, it's like a super move. Mm. So they'll, they'll fall asleep, but also fly completely off the screen as Whoa. if you've done like a thousand damage and die off the edge of the screen from a Jigglypuff going, Jigglypuff. Also, just one last thing on Jigglypuff is... On Super Smash Bros. Melee, which is the last Smash Bros. that I have owned, and I still kick ass on the series because I'm great. On Smash Bros. Melee, I always liked when I selected Jigglypuff. Because of the way the voice is when you select a character, you've got this like American voice, Jigglypuff! I always used to just like hit A and reselect a few times, so go, Jiggly, Jiggly, Jigglypuff! I don't know why, it made You're me awful. laugh every time. Jiggly, I feel like we should rename this podcast to just Rory Confesses to Doing Terrible Shit. Me! I remember your confession about playing Legend of Zelda with your brother and deliberately fucking the game up for him. <laughs> hey! Pikachu suggests that Harry can't be dead because Pikachu's meant to be dead and he's still here and no body was found. So the ne- anyone who's watched any film ever knows that if no body was found, it means they're not dead. Exactly. So, the next day, Tim finds Pikachu has spread clues all across Harry's apartment floor, and C&M's... T- and had about 12 cups of coffee. Yeah, that's right, yeah, so he's, he's all wired. So when they leave, the, I don't think clues really come to much in this scene, weirdly enough. C&M's TV station theme is there, and as we mentioned before, it's the gotta catch them all theme at the background of the Cliffords talking. They go to meet Lucy in the C&M studio... And while they're in there, we see young Clifford acting like a complete douche to his father, yeah, to older Clifford, and also to uh, Lucy herself. So older Clifford, as we said, is played by Bill Nye. Yeah. I actually don't know the name of the actor playing younger Clifford, but I do recognise him. He is from Modern Family. He is the British gentleman who Haley has a relationship with. Oh, really? um, And eventually leaves to go back to the same shit relationship that she shouldn't have done. Chris Gear. Chris Gear, Yeah, that's his name. He's not related to Richard Gear, is he? It's spelt the same way. No, it's not. It's G-E-E-R-E. Yeah, that's how Richard Gear spells it. No. Yes, it is. No. No, he's 1E, isn't he? He's 1E. G-E-R-E. Yeah, it doesn't Richard say he's related Richard to Richard Gere put a gerbil up his butt, you know. No, he didn't. That That's was a, a myth. Stupid, it's a myth. It's definitely a myth. Don't you take the myths away from us. <laughs> As they say on How I Met Your Mother... A lie is just an awesome story that someone ruined with the truth. It's one of my favourite quotes, that is. (laughs) Look, that's your mistake. Shut up. (laughs) So, he gets a lead from Lucy Stevens and goes to the docks. 
Well, um, well, no. Old Pikachu also reveals that Psyducks explode when they're stressed. Yep, and I, will, I have one more line here. <laughs> is He does say a very embarrassing line in front of her. There's the scene where they're looking at the map, isn't there, and they're quite in that tight room. But the docks can be dangerous. It's not the sort of place you want to visit alone at night. I'm actually pretty good at being alone at night. Nope, that did not land right at all. So they go to the docks to find the informant that Harry had, and they find a Mr. Mime who recognises Pikachu and tries to escape. Now, it's I have to say, it's, it's probably the best scene in the film. Yeah, I like this Because scene. Mr. Mime is genuinely hilarious. I never liked Mr. Mime when I played the games. I was yeah, like, fuck shit. this dude. And yet, they made him a star in this film. I always... It's po- my problem as a kid, like watch it, was po- humanoid Pokemon are always creepy. Yeah, because you've got the same problem with Jinx. Yes, because they're in the uncanny valley. Well, Jinx had the other one as well because they initially Jinx. had her whole face black with the, the with the big lips, which had. Is that not what she's still like? No, they've made Jinx. her face purple to try and get around it. It's oh, not much different, but they do they have done that. Whereas yeah. in the original, she was like jet black. Face I remember with the big them. Lips. I remember there's a lot of people comparing her to uh, one of the old Gollywog dolls. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's that's why they changed it, because I don't think they intended anything, but it's certainly, when it no, came I, to the West, they're like, yeah, we can't yeah, really do this. I, I imagine, I could be wrong, but I imagine they don't have that same awful history of caricaturing in Japan. I can't imagine they've got gollywogs and things like that or in Japan. Shows or anything Those like Those were very that. much British and exports to America, yeah. and then obviously, yeah, that, that, that's part of our but, bad yeah, history. M- Mr. Mime always, um, as a kid, I always found him quite uncanny valley. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, but no, he's... He, He's brilliant. Yeah, uh, I loved his motorcycle bit when he's trying to escape, and they're like, "Quick, run!" And they chase <laughs> after him, no, and he's not moving. He's just like his head's flapping in the wind. The best is when they're going to set him on fire. Yeah, yeah, and he's and like, like, "Ooh!" And, but at the end <laughs> of the scene, they do the it. They drop the match, and you see him go, "Ah!" <laughs> So funny, yes. I, I, just for that alone, this film is a gold mine. Just, mm. I love Mister Mime. Uh, he reveals to them that the R. Uh, the 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 serum R comes from the roundhouse, yes. So which ends up being a an illegal battle club, yeah, for Pokemon to battle, which isn't meant to be allowed in Rhyme City. So obviously it must be illegal, yeah, because the vision is that humans and Pokemon live in harmony. Yes. So uh, while they when they enter, a girl with pink hair uh, with glasses on and pink gloves uh, sends a text message to someone we don't know who that says the kid is here. I will, you know. I'll and when them. when she first turned up, I thought that was meant to be Jesse. Uh, so did I because obviously the pink on her arms looks like um, like gloves like yes. fingerless gloves well obviously because also I was like in a live action film you can't do Jesse's hair no. Jesse's hair is insane <laughs> so I was like <laughs> has to defy gravity yeah I was like that's probably what they would do in a film yeah, hair similar of, to that like pinky yeah. red hair have it flow but not yeah. yeah, so I I thought that was going to turn out to be Jesse. I liked what they did with that though. We'll come. To, there's a reveal with this character. Yeah, um, we don't see much of her at this point, but yeah, we do get a reveal. Um, Pikachu is told so they they try to talk to the club manager, and it turns He's out that the shirtless guy. Yes, the shirtless guy with a, a, a <laughs> Pikachu European accent. Yeah, Pikachu won't stop pointing out that his nipples are. Yeah, on and he's just like, all I hear are consonants, and all I see are nipples. And you know what? He ruined my coat, man. Look at this. I'm so sorry. Forget the coat. Where's his shirt? This. (laughs) Um, But it turned out that even though... So Pikachu has amnesia, so he doesn't remember what happened prior. And it turns out that the last time Pikachu was there, he'd gotten into a fight with the owner's 
Charizard. Scarred the Charizard. The Charizard looks pretty fucking cool. Yes, it, it does. Um, and so, in order to get the information they want, but only if he can have a rematch between the Charizard and Pikachu. So Pikachu's like, yeah, that's great, I'll do that. When he gets out there, he realises he's forgotten how to use his powers, so he can't use any electric. And then the owner hits the Charizard up with a bit of the Serum R yeah. to send him nuts. Yeah. And so Pikachu suddenly doesn't want to do this fight anymore, for understandable reasons. So he ends up in a bit of a fiasco, and it ends up that... Tim has to su- try trying to save Pikachu, so he gets in the arena. So the owner jumps in to like go, "What the hell are you doing? You're crazy!" Tim gets rolled and smashes into the owner, and then the owner's got like l- apparently he's got hundreds of vials of this stuff. You see in his jacket. when he opens yeah, his yeah. jacket, you see they're all in a line. When he falls on the floor, it cracks all of them, and there's like a massive purple gas cloud. And every Pokemon, every in the Pokemon place goes gets nuts. turned nuts. Yeah. So the only reveals the R comes from the Doctor. And they have, to, and then they all get arrested after a Magikarp turns into a Gyarados, Gyarados. and vomits water of them, like at them to blow them out the Con- building. Conveniently, Pikachu's the only Pokemon who somehow manages not to breathe any of the scent. Yes, mm. yeah, just something by chance. That, something they kept from the mythology of the show that I remember is before this that bit happens when Charizard is gonna beat Pikachu and he runs in to help. He does it by trying to stamp on the tail flame. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously in. In the context of the universe, Charmander, Charmeleon and Charizard can all be killed by putting out the tail flame, can't they? Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, I I remember, I remember tearing up as a kid, there's an episode where Ash's Charizard gets ill and its flame's gonna go out. Oh, shit. And he literally has to keep feeding oxygen to it to keep the fire burning. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a critical weak point. It's why I've always been like, it doesn't make sense to me when Charizard fights water Pokemon. Like that Gyarados. Yeah, that would put it, it out it straight away. It. Yeah, yeah. So the older Clifford brings Tim in. After, like, they obviously don't stay arrested. There's a an argument they have with Yoshida, but it's not really particularly worth anything in the story context. Yeah, and this is Bill Nye. Yeah, so Bill Nye brings Tim in and explains that he hired Harry, his father, to find out who the evil turncoats were in his own company. Mm. And it turned out... He says his son has slowly been taking more and more control of the company. so he found out it was his son, Roger Clifford, the the one who's been a bit of an arsehole, and he uses a hologram to show Harry... Let's show the crash from Mm. the car. Harry climbing out of the wreckage... Uh, and then being watched over by Mewtwo before yeah. it cuts out. So th- this scene actually reminded me of another video game. It reminded me of Batman's crime scene recreation from Arkham City. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played Arkham no, City. No, I haven't. Uh, Batman can recreate crime scenes in that blue tinted thing. Right. Where so he... it, looked, it must look very similar then. Yeah. yeah, and you can like follow... So like this, I think this one's actually in Arkham Origins, is someone's been assassinated, and you have to find the... You recreate the scene... You find the bullet hole and map the bullet trajectory, and then you digitally recreate the scene to see where the bullet came from. Oh, nice! And where the bo- and you get like a recreation of the body, and you see it like go flying through the air as the bullet impacts it. Cool. So it really reminded me of that. That's cool, man. Mewtwo apparently kidnapped Harry and left after saying that you know, human. I know all humans, humans are, evil are evil. To yeah, to the to Pikachu. Lucy Stevens figures out. PCO, the sci-fi company from the beginning, had an accident a week prior, just as Harry quote-unquote died. So they, which is Lucy, Psyduck, Tim and Pikachu, all drive out to the PCO and break in to try and find out what's going on. Uh, While they're in there, they see different Pokemon trapped in cubicles. 
uh, with experiment numbers and uh, statements done on them. So, like, growth enhancement for these turtle-like ones. Yeah, what, the Terrator? Terror or something. Just, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not, and then 150. And power for the uh, uh, Greninjas, I think they were Greninjas, called. I do remember yeah, the Greninjas. They're not from the first 150 either, but they are, at least, I think they're from the second gen. Roger Clifford is seen driving towards PCO and watching them all uh, doing their break-in uh, via CCTV on his laptop. They find out that they find the orb where Mewtwo escaped, and as Roger releases the Greninjas from their containment, <clears throat> Tim watches a hologram in the main atrium, going backwards in time to view what happened, of the Doctor taking vials of serum R from Mewtwo, and they rewind as far back as possible, and it turns out that Harry captured Mewtwo for the experiment. Mm. That's the suggestion in that scene. Did they ever rectify that? I don't know if they ever rectify that. You get the Doctor saying, thank you, Harry, for yeah. capturing YouTube, but it, I don't think they ever correct that story. No. And there's no reason for said, the PCO logs to be wrong. It has to be said, one flaw with this film is, you call it Detective Pikachu, they're not very good detectives. No. This film is actually a sequel, and them being conveniently given half the story each time. Yeah, they don't find the clues and yeah. work out the meaning from the clues. Because we're yeah. about to get to something else in a minute. Um, there's another scene where they get a bit more of the backstory and conveniently only get half of it. Yeah. And then go off on the wrong assumption. Yes. So, I mean, in this one, we not only do we see that Harry was kind of involved in that, but we also see that uh, Pikachu overloaded the security yeah. system with his the lightning bolt in order to for, release Mewtwo, to release Mewtwo which I just suggests say, that he betrayed Harry. Can I just say, with all these little flashbacks where you conveniently never see Harry's face? Yes. Was I the only one who was like, that's because it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's yeah. Ryan Reynolds it's, and they're going to show him at the It got end. to a point where like, there's only one or two reasons not to show his face. He's Ryan Reynolds or he's Ethan Winters from Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> And we knew he wasn't from Resident Evil, so it must be it's Well, we don't know. We've, we've proven they're in the same universe now, haven't <laughs> Shit, we? Shit, we have. Oh, crap. Lady Dimitrescu versus Snorlax. Give me that. <laughs> That's a weird combination. As they were trying to escape the Greninjas, Psyduck has a headache and blows the Greninjas away. Going to chop through quite a bit here, because a lot of this is action stuff, which yeah. doesn't actually add to plot. I've got a joke in this scene that doesn't work. We'll get there in a minute, though. Okay. After they blow away the Greninjas, they think they're safe, but then the ground starts moving. It turns out they're on mega-sized versions of those tortoise, tortoise things. Pokemon things uh, on their backs, and it turns out that the entire mountainside that they're it's in tortoise. is tortoise. Now, I don't know... The, the question I've got on there is, how did these things get here with nobody noticing? Because mm. somebody would have gone... Those mountains weren't there six months ago. So, th this is the worst scene in the film. Yeah. Because, one, it goes on too... I'm, I'm not it a fan of action sequences that go on too long. Yeah. It goes on too long. The worst of the green screen is in this scene. Yep. Um, Where they're jumping over the trees. The, the turtles don't do anything. They no. get up and then lay straight back down again. Yeah. Purely to cause this... And there's also this joke which doesn't There's work. also bits that don't work where... Geography uh, doesn't work, Yeah, does the two, two sides fold over and almost, like, crush each other. Yes. And it's like, but that, that would be That's two like of those turtles, turtles rubbing each other's backs, backs against each other. Maybe they had itchy backs, you don't yeah, know. But we, do, we don't get a distant enough shot to see that that's what they're doing, no. so it just doesn't look like it makes any sense. Uh, I a, think they just watched Inception and went, we can do that. Yeah, or Doctor Strange or something. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a joke in there that doesn't work. Work, which is when the ground is shaking uh, and they start to run, Pikachu goes, At this point, how can you not believe in climate change? But it's not climate. 
It's an earthquake. Yeah, so like, I'd get it if, if it's, it was it's a, a flood yeah, yeah. or something like that. I got understood the, the joke. Yeah, I understood the content of the joke, but it did feel forced. Yeah, because it doesn't fit the situation. Yeah. In, a, in another situation, it would have been fine. So during this scene, Pikachu gets injured by a rock that's tumbling down. Yeah, um, it hits him in the side and like, wounds him. Whacks him. him. Yeah. They try and bait us with Pikachu's gonna die. Yeah, they fall um, in the water, drag him to the side, and he's like, oh, it's enough, I'm gonna go. So they do something similar in Mewtwo versus Mew. Yes. And I cry my eyes out it's, when they do it in Ash Mewtwo versus Ash gets Tensor Stone and is essentially dead, is it not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they do it the other way round, don't yeah, they? So this and time Pikachu keeps shocking him. Yeah. That was much sadder than this. I actually, um, yeah, though I will say the emotion of the scene did hit me. Did it? It didn't me. Oh, okay. Um, Bulbasaur looks cool, though. But yeah, I Bulbasaur love the Bulbasaur reactions. Cool. Yeah, Bulbasaur was cool. Tim asked Bulbasaur for help, and Lucy's like, it doesn't understand what you're saying. He says, no, but it understands how I'm feeling. And then yeah. the Bulbasaur walks off, and he's just like, oh, shit, no, that's it. It's it's over, yeah. Pikachu's dead. And then it returns with more Bulbasaurs, yeah. who all yeah, show them the so way. I was wondering, what's but they the stop plural? Lucy coming. They're, for some yeah, reason, they they're like, that you, shit down. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, fuck you, bitch. So I was wondering, what's the plural of Bulbasaur? Bulbasai? Bulbasaurs. Bulbasaurs? Yeah. Or is it just Bulbasaur? It's like dinosaurs. Well, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so the Bulbasaur lead him on what feels like a fucking epic journey. Yes. Uh, he walks along a creek. We meet some more Pokemon who I didn't recognise, the little mushroom ones. Yeah. They, they float. Yeah, I've seen those in something else before, but yeah, they're, yeah. they're obviously newer ones. They're um, kind of floaty. Yeah. They look more like spores, like yeah. um, like flower spores yeah. floating through the air, but anyway, they light they, up. They lead him to a rock in the middle of this creek, and yeah, he lays Pikachu yeah. down, and then they all back off, don't they? Yeah, and he's like, where are you going? And, like, and Help and then Mewtwo turns yeah, up. Yeah, Mewtwo turns up. You brought the sun to me as agreed. So, this is where he shows Detective Pikachu blowing the PCO power grid so he could escape. So, he heals Pikachu as well. Yes, uh, yeah, he does that and then shows him what happened that Pikachu blew the power grid so that Mewtwo could escape. Mewtwo saying that he knew humanity was evil. He's cut short by being captured by Roger Clifford, so they never get the full picture at this point. But is this the point where? Do they show the f- the real reason the car crashed at this point? No, nope, nope. that's not yet. So, so that that's why. So it still looks like Mewtwo blew the car off the road because we don't get the full picture because Roger Roger Clifford captures him. They have to chase after him, but Roger Clifford's got like CGI a plane thing to fly off with him, so he has, doesn't take any time. So Pikachu and Tim are just like trying to work it out and Pikachu decides that he's got to leave Tim because he betrayed he... <laughs> Harry yeah and he's like I'll betray you too I don't know why but you know that's just this, how it is this this is really forced it is a little forced because it's resolved 10 minutes later 10 yeah. minutes later we realise that's not what happened It's yeah I think it's just be- they needed a f- to find a reason for Pikachu to separate and find the bridge mm. but they could have found the bridge while they were out there and mm. had gotten the information that way yeah I do see your point I think the other thing as well is they needed a reason for Pikachu not to be in the city centre yeah. when the final climax happens Lucy, Tim and Psyduck go back into Rhyme City Lucy tries to break the news via un- using another news reader's pass to try and break the news on TV. And Tim goes to see Mr. Clifford. That's where Pikachu finds the bridge. And he finds Greninja stars there. Meaning that Mewtwo was... And that's the reveal where he's like, oh, so 
Greninjas were attacking us, Mewtwo was protecting us yeah. from the Greninjas. And this is where my problem in the origi- uh, the opening of the film yeah. comes in. There clearly were no Greninjas in that scene. No, and it's the thing is, is you can do unreliable narrator in the other ones, because it's like coming from someone's perspective, yeah. but the way the intro's played, it's not like, it's and that's impartial. my recollection of events, it's not that, it's, this is factually what happened. Yeah. And then later in the movie, it's not factually what happened. It's like, well, they can't both be true. Yeah. The opening should have been someone's perspective. Yeah. And then that would have been fine. It would have been fine. So Mr. Clifford then transfers his consciousness into Mewtwo. And Bill Nye is... I never realised I needed this in my life, but Bill Nye is Mewtwo. Gets my seal of approval. You're happy with that. I like the, ga- the gas-filled balloons. Do you know what film that reminded me of? So that, That's very much like the first Batman, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Batman 1989, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I might have a controversial opinion here. No, go ahead. He's not exactly a fucking evil genius, is he, Bill Nye? I mean, all he's, well, he's doing... Well, he's an actor. All, but, no, do you know what I mean, yeah, though? I know what you mean. All his, his evil plan isn't world domination. It's not enslaving Pokemon or anything like no, that. No, he reveals he that... Wants he wants to merge Pokemon and humanity. Yeah, because he wants humanity to evolve. He's been trying to find a way to save himself. Yeah. And he's like, he, I'm guessing, jealous that Pokemon can evolve and humanity can't in the way that they do. Yeah. So... He what he decides it takes us millions of years, damn it. Yeah, we're so lazy. Uh, so he realizes that Mewtwo can transfer human consciousness. I don't know how he found this out. Can transfer a human consciousness into a Pokemon if the Pokemon is uh, angry enough. Yeah, crazed and like basically enraged. And that's what the Siramar is for. Yeah. So he's lined the streets with the Pokemon balloons filled with the Siramar, um, and when he releases the gas. While he's in uh, Mewtwo's body, it allows him to then transfer every all the humans yeah. into the Pokemon. And this is what I'm saying: like that's not so. Like in some ways, I mean, it's bad for the people, but at the same well, time, no, you're like, it's, what it's, is, what's the is end it? goal? It's, it's bad based on what Pokemon you've got. Like if you get stuck in a Magikarp, it's not great. But like one <laughs> one dude gets stuck in a Machamp. He's yeah. hench as fuck now. Yeah. <laughs> he's got six arms. Yeah, but what's he moaning about? Well, there's well, no female Machamp. True, true. <laughs> so there's something else I noticed, though. When they put... So, spoiler alert, Harry is in the Pikachu. Yes. Right? I, I mean, you probably saw that a mile off Harry anyway. can That's... talk. <clears throat> yes. But why, when everyone else goes into their Pokemon, they can only do the Pokemon noise? Well, no, because Harry still only makes the Pokemon noise. Oh, It's just for else. some reason... Uh, that's it's apparently so... the R, but th- that doesn't work either because everyone's had the serum R at some point. Yeah, like certainly in the um, when they're in the roundhouse, all the yeah. humans are breathing the serum R. Yeah. You think they'd all go, "Oh, my Pokemon's talking." Yeah. So th- I think it's something else. I think that's just like I think that's meant to throw you, yeah. and it's actually just because it's his dad. He can hear him. Something like that. Yeah. It's never really fully explained. Uh, the, yeah. But the suggestion they give that it's the Siramar doesn't work because of events later yeah. in the film. But, you, but yeah, like we said, there's no world domination plot here. No. It's just... It's just, I want people to be in Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right. t- to be fair, if, if he only put his own mind in Mewtwo, probably the response would be, oh, all right then. Well, okay. Well, fine, if you're happy to just be a Mewtwo for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's just the fact that he wanted to inflict it on other people, which... Without their consent. Yeah, and also I don't understand why. Because like, the whole thing was he didn't want to die in a dead body like, yeah. or a decaying body. But he had to anyway, because... Like, he ha- here's the thing, he'd have it, to it anyway... It doesn't work, he has to wear the neural link, so his yeah, body has to stay thing. alive. Yeah, because the other thing is, like when, when he transfers everyone else... With the Pokemon, like the oh, Ceramar so gas, they disappear into the body so of their Pokemon. Maybe the plan is he's going to do everyone else, then do that to himself. Maybe. But, like, yeah, it seems to be he's the odd one out in that 
he has to wear the neural link on his physical let's being. Be, let's be honest, the film falls apart a little bit at this point. Yeah, it, logic yeah. Wise. I mean, I didn't notice it when I watched it, but when you start thinking about it, it does yeah. start to sort of collapse I, a little I bit. I do like, uh, has Pikachu turned up at this point now? So Pikachu, yeah, so at this point, Pikachu finds Lucy and Psyduck and decides he has to stop Clifford. Mm. He notices that this shit's going on. <laughs> uh, and Oh, sorry, Lucy Psyduck is one person now. So yeah, he, he notices them, realises he can't really get much out of her, and goes to stop Clifford. He uses his electric attacks on the big balloons to ignite the gas so that it, they, it's not spreading as much yeah. gas as it was. I, so, like, I like this bit where he's on a Pidgeot. Yes. And they fly through this, and he's going, okay, hold your breath, hold your breath, don't breathe in the gas. Yeah, they and fly he, through the gas. He goes, you breathed in the gas, didn't you? Yeah, and it starts going mental on him. Pull up, pull up, don't breathe the gas. <laughs> you breathe the gas, didn't you? Tim wakes up to see Pikachu back on the Pidgeot, being chased by Mewtwo. He finds Roger Clifford locked in a cupboard, and which is the one thing I don't get as well, is because the suggestion is Roger Clifford is actually all right, mm. and it's it, because we then get another so, Roger Clifford behind him, which is the Ditto. Yeah, so this the is... The woman I'll, in I'm, pink I'm, is I'm, the Ditto. Yeah, I'm going to give him this. Yeah, this was a clever reveal. This is a clever reveal. And creepy you, when she takes the glasses yeah, off. Yeah, well, so, because you realise that... Basically, everyone who's been the Ditto has always worn sunglasses. Yeah. Because apparently, I guess Ditto can't change its eyes. No, it's never has. It never has um, been able to, though. To be fair. But yeah, when she t- when you creepy. see the human with the Ditto eyes, yeah, that is a Lovecraftian nightmare. Yeah. I was like, what the? I was like, oh no, no. It is creepy as hell. You're like, what the fuck's wrong with the but face? It is, it is cool because you realise that every time you've seen Roger Clifford with the sunglasses hasn't been Roger Clifford it's been the ditto yeah but that means Roger Clifford still was a douchebag to Lucy at CNM and he he, is a prick yeah and he refers to that later on he goes oh you're the one who brought the story so yeah, he's still a villain. That's the joke, though. It's a bit of a J. Jonah Jameson thing, isn't it? Right. Where, where like, Toby Maguire brings in photos. He's like, these are awful. I can't use them. Get out. And just as he's walking out the door, he'll be like, yeah, I'll take this one. I'll get, bring me more pictures of Spider-Man. But he was still a bellend to his dad. Well, because he knew his dad was oh, evil. Oh, I suppose. Maybe. This thing, he knew his dad was evil. Maybe. And was angry about that. Oh, uh, I don't know. It, yeah, it, it's it's where it's not quite as cohesive as it could be at this point. Tim fights the Ditto. Pikachu fights Mewtwo slash Clifford. Tim sprays Ditto with R to neutralise it. And uh, for some reason, every other Pokemon when it's sprayed with the R goes crazed and more aggressive. With the Ditto, it loses all form and can't seem and basically withers. I, yeah, I'm assuming. It kind of, to be honest, I kind of buy it because of the type of Pokemon. This Ditto is the is. thing you have to but, assume because the the, the the film doesn't tell you. No, the only thing I can think of is that because it's gone crazy, it can't concentrate on holding a single form. Yeah, that's so the only thing I can consider as well. So it just shifts back to its natural thing. I don't know why it kind of melts. That's a bit weird. Because it's almost like it kills the Ditto. Yeah, whereas actually it should just revert back to standard Ditto and just lie there like, oh, for, like, yeah. as if it's spaced. But anyway, he pulls the mind control device off of Clifford's head, which is his weakness at yeah, this point. Uh, this is the... So, spoiler alert for everyone. We've said this before. We sometimes bulk record these. Yeah. You realise this is the second second film we've talked about today where the villain's plot is wearable tech yes and, also, and, and all they have to do to defeat the them has is... shades yeah we did dead or alive today if yeah. that's what you're wondering about um, and we'll come to that when that's released so this in... is before dead or alive it is right? yeah, it's two weeks oh, before and, and all they have to do 
to beat the villain is just pop the wearable tech off. Yeah. Just pop it off. It, yeah, and then, then all of a sudden, oh, I can't do anything now. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill Nye's last line is just, what have you done, isn't it? Or yeah. something like but that. But also what's funny is, like, at least with Donovan in Dead or Alive, when they pop the glasses off, like they have to actually knock it off, and he's still a decent enough fighter, it's just that he's nowhere near as good as they are. Yeah, with is, Bill Nye's with, with a man they, in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's got nothing. And also, while he's got the wearable tech on, like, while Donovan's got the wearable tech on, he can fight, and he fights even better. Bill Nye's defence. Bill Nye, yeah, it's just literally a vegetable in a chair. Well, you get that standard, and this has been done in tons of films before. Mewtwo turns around, doesn't he, to be man, this is Bill Nye in the Mewtwo yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point, and goes, A feeble effort. A Pikachu cannot defeat Mewtwo in battle. Which is true. I'd have been so fucking angry if Pikachu would actually beat Mewtwo. So I'm like, sorry, that doesn't happen. What if he defeated him with the power of love? Um, <laughs> Don't shake me off, Jamie. You know you want the power of love. Um, <laughs> no, he says, uh, Pikachu cannot defeat Mewtwo. And Pikachu goes, I'm not trying to defeat you. I'm just trying to distract you. Yeah, which is, and no. that was clever. I like that. Yeah, but it has been done a bajillion oh, times yeah, of course. in but, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This film does take off from a lot of other it's, films. It's basically the ending to Avengers Endgame. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say Avengers Endgame was unique either. There's a no, lot of no. stories that a lot of films that do these sort of stories. Right, we're right at the end game now. So after yeah. he removes the consciousness from Clifford's head, Mewtwo Clifford is basically put carted away and just staring into space. He has nothing left to say. He never returns. Mewtwo agrees to undo the damage across Rhyme City, restoring everyone and everything to where it was prior to Clifford's attempt to destroy Rhyme City. Roger Clifford goes, right, Lucy, you're going on camera. I want you in five minutes to do this, 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 to lead and break the story. And that's the last we see of her. That was, that's a painful line when he says to her. And make sure you close with Roger Clifford pledges to undo all the harm his father caused, starting with the Pokemon he experimented on. It's just, it feels like a line that's crowbarred in there as a, don't worry, audience, everything works out fine. Yeah, it's like, time this to guy's show still an you, asshole. But... <laughs> it's yeah. like, but don't ignore that, he's fine now, it's all good. So Mewtwo also then reveals that he put Harry inside of his Pikachu, Pikachu. to save him after the crash, because otherwise he might have died, or probably would have died. So uh, Yeah, this is a weird one. Mewtwo can also rebuild Harry's body. Because his body's gone, isn't it? Well, he, to be fair, when he undoes what happens from Clifford, when the Everyone's way that Clifford's body's uh, Yeah, so he, he just does the same. It's only it really enough in Clifford's plan, only Clifford has to have his physical body remain. Which is part of the weird part of his plan. So he splits the two of them again, returning Harry to human form, and <laughs> you know it, it's Ryan fucking Reynolds. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's not. I'm sure the ages do line up. But Ryan Reynolds looks far too young to be this man's dad. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's he in, looked, don't get me wrong, Ryan Reynolds is in his 40s. Yeah, he's old enough. But he's but... he look, he doesn't look like he's in his 40s. No. Not I mean, compared to... An, put it this way, I'm 31 and I look older than Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't say you look older than Ryan Reynolds. He's got lines that you don't have. He also has six packs that I don't have. Yeah, but that's not nothing to do with age, is it? That's just to do with looking after himself. You associate being in shape. Also, he's got a much more youthful haircut than I have. Because as we established on another episode, I fucking hate skin fades. Oh, But that makes him look younger, in your opinion. Well, because it's a young hairstyle. I suppose it makes him look more hip and cool with your kids. No, fair enough. Tim asks to stay with Ryan Reynolds for a while, which yeah. is a nice sentiment, and he agrees. 
and they walk off. And now we get to the credits, which uses old Game Boy art and some historic art from the series for a nice stylish ending. Mm. Anything you want to add to any of that? No, um, it's a fairly good film, actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for a Pokemon film, obviously, it's not fucking... It's not going to win any Oscars or anything like that, but no. th- the film could have been so much worse. I was not bored watching this. As I said, it doesn't actually work as a detective film. Not they as kind a detective of, film. They it's kind of just get film. yeah. They kind of just get lucky. Yeah, with most of the stuff. Or they get told like you um, need to go there now. You need to go there now. Yeah, and this the, is what actually happened, but it's not. We'll tell you the rest in yeah, it. Yeah, the, the highlight of the film is just seeing the Pokemon that yeah. you remember from childhood in better graphics and things like that. Because as we've just discovered, talking about it, the villain's plot actually makes very little sense. Yeah, um, it's a bit paper thin. It's <laughs> very paper thin. But you know what? It I, is really I really fun. like Bill Nye. I hope they paid him a shit ton of money to do this. <laughs> um, I I have to say, I really did enjoy this movie. And the emotional parts hit me quite nicely. I enjoyed that. I, what was weird as well is I... D- I, I look back through, but I can't think of anything that would be classified as a worse line either. No, no. There were no lines that were that terrible. I mean, it's not terrible, but I think we should put this pat me, kiss me, or stick a finger in me, because it doesn't belong in this movie. No, that's that's a Deadpool line. Yep, that is no a Deadpool, because Deadpool's very sexual like that, yeah, isn't it? that Yeah, you're right. That, okay, we'll add that into worse lines, because it doesn't fit the film on, and the tone of the movie. Pat me, or kiss me, they stick a finger in me. Anyone? It's really gross. And I just um, want Ryan Reynolds to... Because he's a good actor yeah. and I like his Deadpool shtick I do I can't wait for Deadpool 3 yeah but, but not please, in everything yeah just like give the man if you're right and it is them pigeonholing him yeah. into a type let this man spread his wings for god's sake because yeah. like he's in a film called Red Notice which I haven't seen yet oh yeah but yeah. apparently oh it's, he's basically he's just, just doing Reynolds. Deadpool yeah, so I've, just, I've heard nothing but bad reviews for Red Notice oh I, I enjoyed Red Notice though the twist at the end while very good I have seen kind of spoils point. half the film as right. well but See, it, is, it is a good watch you'd enjoy yeah. watching it you just would it's not something you'll be like this is a classic yeah so the, the, the key thing I've heard about Red Notice is it's got three actors as the leads who are well known for just playing an archetype of themselves. Yeah, but I mean... The Rock uh, just uh, plays The Rock. Let's Gal be honest. Gal Gadot just plays Gal Gadot. And All right, but tell me how many Arnie films you've watched because you really wanted to see him spread his wings. Do you know what? I actually like ones where Arnie's quite dramatic. No, I know, I actually... but how many of them are there? Most of them are... Because most most Arnie films you watch like Commando. He's Arnie. It's because he's Arnie. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, I, this I, is what I'm saying. I, I, Dead Notice isn't bad because it does it, but yeah. it is obviously there's obviously nothing. You're not going to have a surprise. You can only get away with it them. for so long. Yeah, I, I right. Tell you what I is kind see. of approaching his zenith with that. I, I want to see The Rock. Definitely has. Yeah. I want to see The Rock play villains. Well, actually, he was a great villain in WWE. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, um, there's a. a, a a movie, a, a surprisingly compa- comparatively small movie with The Rock by, what's his name, who did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Michael Bay. Yes. Pain and Gain. Yes, that's it. I like and he, Pain He's and technically Gain. a villain in that. Yeah, I guess they torture, is. abuse, and kill yeah, people. He's but la- he's he's like he's doing it because he's off his night on coke. He's but. a villain in Doom, but that was right at the start of his acting career. And also, he's, he's only really a villain at the end. Yeah, because of what happens. He, to him he's also. The film. Have you ever seen Get Smart? Yes, he's the villain he's in that. He's the villain yeah, in yeah. Get Smart. That was 2006, as well. though. 
Yeah. So that's that's still quite a while ago. Yeah. Towards the beginning of I saw Get Smart in the cinema. Wow. Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway, innit? Yeah, watched it recently myself. Uh, I, I watched it back in the day, but I also watched it again recently, and mm. it was all right. Holds up? Not as much as I'd hoped, but no. it's still all right. It's still a good film. I still forgot that The Rock became the villain at the Steve end. Steve Carell so. is a fantastic actor. I love Steve Carell. I, I love his... I've seen some of his more dramatic stuff now. Yeah. And I just, I the man's brilliant. The man, the man is a phenomenal actor. Um, but yeah, so we've we've okay, we're going with that line for um, worst lines. So I suppose all that's left to do because you want to be a man who goes to bed at uh, only well, only because I have to be up for work at five thirty in the morning. Well, then just don't go to work. I <laughs> wish that were an option. <laughs> so, would you recommend this film? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, probably not to someone who, like, if you've never seen Pokemon before, mm. ever. This probably isn't going to get you excited about Pokemon, but, I but think seeing I, as most yeah. of the planet know Pokemon, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say is it, I would recommend it as well. I really love this film. It's one of the better, certainly one of the best video game adaptations in my opinion. Yeah, it's up there. It's not necessarily the best, but it's, it's definitely it's, one of the best. It's no Silent Hill, but it's up there. Yeah, it's it's def- yeah they've done a very good job with it. And also, who was the director? Do you know? Uh, and do no, you know anything else he's done? I'll have a look. Rob Letterman is the director. Let's see what else he's done. Monsters vs. Aliens, Shark Tale, Gulliver's Travels. So not big hits, then. No, that's director. He's done eight directing jobs. Pokemon Detective Pikachu was his last one in 2019. Before that, he did Goosebumps in 2015. In 2010, he did Gulliver's Travels. 2009, Monsters vs. Aliens. 2005, Club Oscar, which was a short. Uh, 2004, Shark Tale, and then he did a short before that called Los Gringos in 99. Oh, okay. So he's not done much, actually, but it's, and this is, this is definitely his best work by the look of that list. But, he yeah, he's written seven of them. He also wrote this film as well, but he writes most of his features by the looks yeah. of it. I think for the majority of people, certainly if you have kids, but actually Ryan Reynolds makes this enjoyable for anyone. And the fact that they've done the Pokemon so well means that it's not a chore to watch for adults, even if you've not, even if you've only got a tiny connection or knowledge of Pokemon. I think it's a genius film. Oh, that's why it's genius. Genius. Ryan Reynolds is in it, so it's genius. And Pikachu is cute. And that's all Rory needs. And Mr. Mime, Mr. Mime is one of the best scenes in a video game movie we've ever I, seen. I would, Mr. Mo- Mime is the that scene that's is a one very of the best good scene. It's very good scene. I would mock you, but two weeks from now, when the Dead or Alive episode comes out, I did recommend a film based purely on the fact it had attractive women in it. So. Yep. Fine. <laughs> At least I like the motion of this one, and <laughs> not the titties. <laughs> anyway, thank you for tuning in, guys. Please share us with your friends at www.vgmovie.co.uk. Please join our Discord and get your friends to join our Discord. Rate and review. Rate and review, all of the all of the happy, nice, chappy stuff. We've got a couple of articles coming up on www.cyberpunkstudios.co.uk. I'm interested in hearing what sort of articles or minute, like minor details and things like that in video game movies you'd like to hear about that I can look into and maybe document. So if you have any suggestions, go on the on the Discord and let us know. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening. Yes, next week is the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And you're in for a wild ride. See you soon. Say goodbye, Jamie. Bye. And now I have this quote here from Jack as they walked away. Um, that was one angry Cubon reminded me of my mum. <laughs>
Do that again, but not with the accent. I'm imitating the guy on the screen. Don't trust me. No? Do it again without the accent. Oh. Uh, but I, I've got to get the I feel. I know, I know. But people on the internet are squeamish about that kind of thing. Well, I'll tell you what. What I'll do instead is I'll just put in the quote from the film. Okay, yeah, yeah do that. we'll do that. That was one angry cute <laughs> It's worse! It's worse! You can't, can't do a poo from the quickie box. No, I know. I'm, I'm cutting it out and putting the quote from the film. 